Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Monday afternoon, and goodness gracious, all that rain that didn't fall in the last two weeks, guess what? It's here, and uh, it is going to be with us for a while. Half hour from now, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. On Killing is the seminal work when it comes to those who are in, in, in a place where they are sheepdogs instead of sheep. You do not want to miss this conversation with Colonel Grossman. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to have him join us at 3.35. Now, there's a lot that you and I are going to have to plow through as we head through the afternoon. Quick reminder about the uh, text line, 833-804-1140, So, in, in, in a world where... Referring to a man as a man is now apparently not only criminal in some places, but could make you poor. Let me give you an example of something that happened. A guy who dresses as a woman, and uh, now the, uh, the terminology is a transgender woman, received a cash settlement of $160,000 after he was, he was jailed. Now... Kyla Holland claimed that correctional officers in Broome County, New York, abused him after he had been arrested because he, well, he was placed with the other dudes. And they said to him, look, uh, we've done a strip search. You're a guy. There are no questions about whether you are or are not a guy. And if you have any questions, we would suggest that you look in that mirror under over there or, or just, you know, drop your head a little bit and gaze in a southerly direction. He was there for six weeks. He's not a good guy. The fact that he claims to be a woman is completely and totally irrelevant. I don't care. Do you care? No. Didn't think you did. The fact that he is alleged to be a criminal, that to me is the issue. The fact that uh, he was a guest of Broome County, New York for six weeks while trying to post bond, trying to get out of there, all of this other stuff, that's the issue. He is just outraged, or was just outraged, that he was told he had to remove his long acrylic fingernails. Hmm. In addition to that, he had a he had a wig that was glued to his scalp. I don't even know how you would do it. I guess it's like a toupee, right? I thought most wigs just you know you kind of pulled them on. And I'm now, in all fairness, I'm kind of thinking of like the uh, 
like the whole Krusty the Clown look. I, I, I would think you just pull that on, but uh, he had a wig that was glued to his scalp, and they said, no, you, you got to take that off. And he is outraged that male officers strip-searched him instead of female. So, how do I just... Look, uh, uh, what was his name again? Uh, uh, Makayla, M-A-K-Y-Y-L-E. Uh, all right, Mr. Holland, I don't care about your, your opus, but I do care about the fact that you were arrested and you were a guest of the local law enforcement folks in Broome County, New York. So, number one, we know because you're arrested and you're facing all sorts of charges, you're, you know, you're not really a good guy. Criminal contempt and criminal assault. Those are real charges. And the idea that you're upset, apparently upset that he was strip searched at all. Well, here's what I can tell you. One of the many reasons that you should choose not to commit a crime is that you will be strip-searched. In fact, you will be strip-searched more than you have ever been in your life. For most of us, we're thinking, wait a minute, I, I, I've never been strip-searched, so one time is more. I got you. But think about this. Every time that you go into a facility or out of a facility, you will be taken to a room and you will take everything off in front of people you do not know. You'll also be told to uh, squat and cough. Look, it's not a nice time. It's not nice, but it's designed for safety. It has to be done. So this dude is upset that he got strip-searched at all, and then he's especially upset that he was strip-searched by other guys because he says, don't you see my, my long fingernails and the wig glued to my head? Obviously, I'm a woman. And they said, no, we're doing the strip-search, and obviously, you're a guy. So he was f held with other men. Well, to tell you how crazy it is in New York now, he sued them. He sued them. And he, what, what was... The crime. The crime was that he was referred to as a man. Who handled the lawsuit? Well, our friendly communists over there at the New York Civil Liberties Union. They reached a settlement with the jail. Now, you know what that means, right? Broome County, New York said, we don't have millions of dollars. We will write you a check. In this case, it was 160 thousand dollars now go away and that's what happened alice cooper right alice cooper who for years has number one had the name alice which you know is not a guy's name nor is sue regardless of what johnny cash would like you to believe no these these are uh, these are girls name but that's okay i mean call yourself whatever you want i don't care but Alice Cooper said, hey, this whole transgender thing, it's a fad. So Vampire Gothic, it's a uh, distributor of um, makeup. And, uh, well, they, they ditched him as a spokesman. 
because they said it's really important that everybody in America get health care. Now, if you can connect those two items, then by all means, you're smarter than I am. Go for it. You let me know. But Alice Cooper's like 70 years old or more. And he's been a, a rock star using gothic imagery that entire time, way before anybody thought about any of this stuff, right? And I, I always sort of liked Alice Cooper. And I love the fact that he's a passionate golfer. Lives in Phoenix, Arizona because he gets to go golfing essentially every single solitary day of the week when he's not out on tour. And now he's lost this endorsement with the makeup company because he dared to say, uh, this really seems to me to be a fad. It's craziness. They are canceling people, and it's all based on uh, some really ridiculous standards. I'll give you another example. Little Red Lion Hood, remember her, Jen Psaki, who used to be the uh, Minister of Propaganda for the White House? She's uh, apparently got a show, just so you know, on MSNBC on the weekends. And not to worry, I, I watch it so that you don't have to. No, seriously, it's okay. You're welcome. Uh, she says, you know, Democrats are not in favor of abortion up till the moment of birth. I mean, it's just craziness, except it's not craziness, except that's exactly what they're in favor of. We had it right here, ground zero, as you recall, State Delegate Tran right there on the uh, floor of the House of Delegates pushing a measure that would say, by all means, you off that kid anytime you want. And that despicable bottom-feeding excuse for a doctor, Ralph Northam, remember him when he was uh, our governor? He said, sure, I'm on board. In fact, I think we've still got uh, that uh, noteworthy piece of Ralph Northam, don't we? I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, Yeah, yeah, a discussion. Do you want to kill the baby? Do you not want to kill the baby? No, it's your choice by all means. Your baby, your choice. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. But you know what happens, right? Truth wins out. Okay, coming up at uh, 335, we have Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, who is joining us. And I have to tell you something before I uh, do anything else. We have added nine cabins for our trip to France. Remember I told you that last week we were down to, I think, one or two cabins. So Charlie and Deanna, I guess they got them from another cruise company that had not sold them. They kind of, look, they've been doing this forever in a day. In fact, their parents started the company cruising tours. So they got connections. Anyway, long story short, we have exactly nine cabins left. So if you want to join me in April of 2024 for this incredible adventure, stay close. I'm going to give you the details momentarily. It is 315 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Three twenty-one, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Monday afternoon, and uh, we do have Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman joining us at uh, three thirty-five. I'm really, really, really looking forward to uh, chatting with him. Obviously, there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, about these murders down in Florida, in Jacksonville. And make no mistake, the, the alleged shooter 
is also alleged to be just a, a stone-cold racist. And from everything that I've seen, that was indeed his motivation. But you'll notice what else is going on. Even as we're, we're, we're all, as decent people, thinking about the families these folks have left behind, thinking about how the uh, proper prosecution will be handled, what sort of punishment, and all the rest of that. But you'll notice what is also going on. Instead of looking at what he did, and even why he did it, what we get is yet another attack on inanimate objects. And I will remind you about the leftists, whether these leftists are in office or they're in newsrooms. It's not that they hate guns. Number one, they don't know a damn thing about guns. But number two, it's not that they hate the guns. It's that they hate you as a gun owner. Well, Sheriff T.K. Waters is the sheriff for the city of Jacksonville and Duval County, Florida. He's the one who's handling this case. And I want you to take a listen to the sheriff. Cut number five. The, the story is always about guns. It's, the people are bad. This guy's a bad guy. If I could take my gun off right now and I lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that handgun and starts shooting people with it, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. That's exactly correct. That is exactly correct. You think about that. It's not the inanimate object. It's never the inanimate object. It's the person. It is the person. There are some good people in the world, and there's some bad people in the world. Good people can use that inanimate object to save innocent people. We're talking about sheep and sheepdogs. Bad people, evil people, will use that inanimate object or any inanimate object to hurt other people. That's what this is all about, my friends. It is about good people or bad people. It's also about the innocent people who are caught in the middle. I want you to do yourself a favor. Make sure you are here at 335. Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman will be here. There is simply no one better, period, ever, than Colonel Grossman to talk about the responsibilities we Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. as sheep dogs have to those who are sheep and sometimes people oh man they get offended when you say sheep. innocent people does that work better for you works for me 325 jeff katz news radio wrva Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Monday afternoon, and I, for for years and years and years, have talked about lessons learned as a police officer. And one of the, the first lessons that you really have to explore, question you have to ask yourself is, you know, what will you do? Uh, to save your own life, to save the life of innocent people. It, it is far more uh, complicated than the vast majority of people understand. On 
Killing is a book that is on so many required reading lists. I, I, I don't even have time to list them all, but L- Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman is the author of that, as well as countless other books, and has explored this issue for years and years and years. Colonel, thank you so much for being here. Man, Jeff, it's my honor. You are doing mighty deeds down there. You know, I, I tell everybody, get involved in local politics, city politics, county politics, make a difference right down there grassroots, and you're, you're leading the way with the radio show and your great listeners. It's, a, it's been my honor. Wow. It is, it is, well, I, I don't know what to say except for thank you. So let me say thank you, Colonel. And let, let me dry, dive right into this. I, I yeah. had a discussion with my wife a few years ago, and we were talking, a, a few days ago, rather, talking about On Killing. I was reading it again. My copy's so worn out, right. i got to order a new copy. And she said, well, you know, what is this all about? Are you looking to... Her? I said, no, no. I said, there's a difference between sheepdogs and sheep. And then she got yeah. insulted. She said, oh, I'm a sheep. I don't think... Explain for everybody what the real what the real distinction is, please. Well, you know, the, the thing of it is that the sheepdog will never harm the flock. But when it comes time to use violence to protect the flock, that's the sheepdog. You know, and biologically, a lot of us are, are primed to protect our home and protect our business. But to go uh, outside of your home, outside of your business, and to be able to use deadly force to protect innocent lives, is, uh, is it takes a special kind of thought process and a special kind of person. You know, in, in the movies, you'd think that, oh, everybody's going to pull the trigger, but, but it's not that easy. And then you've got to be able to live with it afterwards. And that's part of the equation as well. I, uh, I coined the term killology. Criminology is not about teaching people to be criminals. Killology is not about teaching people to kill. It's about understanding the factors that enable and restrain killing our society. Now, here's the crazy part. People point some horrible crimes. Oh, that proves that mankind's a killer. No, no, that's one in a million. We're a nation of a third of a billion people. That one terrible crime you just heard about, that's one in a third of a billion. You explain to me the 99.999% of our citizens will go a lifetime and never even attempt to take a human life. Think about that. Divorce, infidelity, layoff, traffic accidents. And the average lifetime, uh, less than one in a thousand people will even seriously attempt to take a life. Explain that. So there's all these factors that are enabling and restraining violence within us. And to lawfully, legally, rightfully use violence to protect innocent lives. Uh, Not everybody is fully capable of doing that. It takes a thought process and a mental preparation. And this is terribly important. Uh, you know, I, I train on military and law enforcement worldwide. You were so kind to mention my book on killing, uh, on killing and on combat. I've been on Marine Corps Commandant's required reading list for over 20 years. On combat is issued in the DEA Academy, issued in the Marshall Academy. If you don't have a copy yet, Jeff, I'll get one to you because it's really the heart of the matter. Yes. But this business of enabling people to use deadly force, uh, it, the reality is that you have to be mentally prepared. Now, I train Predator and Reaper squadrons across America. That Reaper operator has been ordered to kill that terrorist. If he doesn't kill that terrorist, he's failed in his job. But as a law enforcement officer, uh, as a reserve cop, uh, my job is never to kill. We are always trying to save lives, and this is terribly important. We're using deadly force because we believe there is no other option in the face of immediate threat of life, limb, or grievous bodily harm or self or others. The moment that person drops the gun, the moment they're no longer a threat, as a cop, we'll jump on that body, we'll slap on a tourniquet, we'll apply CPR, 
And that life is as precious as the life on the planet. And that's something so important to understand. But as a result of what we do as law enforcement, there's a very good chance lives will be lost. And it is not to be taken lightly. We have to prepare ourselves, mind, body, and spirit, for the reality, for concealed care permit holders out there, for people who think about protecting their home or defending. The moment they're no longer a tomb, we'll call the ambulance to save their life. But as a result of what we do, we may indeed have to take a human life in protection of our loved ones as a concealed care permit holder, as somebody protect our home, or in defense of others as the cop around that, that solemn responsibility. It's terribly important. Yes. Absolutely. Colonel, you know, I I look at your books, and some people, again, people are probably on killing, on comment, assassination, generation. My God, I mean, it just sounds so violent. And yet, one of the most important books that you co-authored, Stop Teaching Our Kids to Kill. You're talking about TV, movie, movie, video game violence. (laughs) How how bad is that stuff, really? It's really bad. And, and let me just, this is a kind of a key little piece of the equation. Let's talk about defund the police. What kind of sane, rational person would think if we emptied all the prisons, and that's part of their agenda, if we got rid of all the cops, it would be better. I mean, if, if, if we all remember maybe the movie The Purge, where they turned off the murder law for one day. Well, the purge emptied all the prisons. It turned off all the laws. It wasn't permanently. How could they believe this? Yeah, it, it was real to you. That's right. All right. I think we've got, uh, do me a favor, Jeremy, just, just real fast, try and reconnect with Colonel Grossman. We were having some uh, some difficulty. Can you I'm believe here. this? Oh, oh, there he is. Okay, fantastic, Colonel. You were just dropping in and out there for a little bit, but that's no, all right. It's all right. We're, we're trying to fill in some of the blanks. Right. They think that, that Shawshank Redemption was real. Uh, training Day with Denzel is a brutal, corrupt cop is real. And so that becomes their reality. And here's the key. Hollywood. TV, movies, right up to the early 1960s, lived by a code. Yes. And the code said, we know the stories we tell have an impact on our society. And we have a responsibility to tell stories have an impact. And a lot of the code could be said in three words. Crime doesn't. That's right. Will not be depicted in a positive manner. King cannot answer. If their children have been taught that the cops are the bad guys and that the criminals are the good guys, this civilization cannot survive. If we feed our children Shawshank Redemption and, and they, they had hope from the youngest days that the criminals are the good guys. In, in Francisco, where you can't shoot uh, somebody ransacking your store, where, where these cities, they believe the criminals are good guys and they're just stealing bread to save their starving family. And the reality is just the opposite. But they are the victim of their own propaganda. And, and there's so, many, so much harm being done by the media, the video games. But the greatest harm of all is this baseline concept that the criminals are the good guys. No civilization can survive that. They are destroying the very fabric of our civilization with, with throwing the code away in the early 1960s. They said our, the stories we tell... It has no impact on our society, but a 30-second commercial is worth vast amounts of money because it will impact the behavior of millions of people. So years and years of sick movies and sick TV shows where the criminals are the good guys and the cops are the bad guys inflicted upon our children, two, three, four, five, six-year-olds, and it was real to them. 
the harm that has been done to our civilization by these sick movies, by throwing the code away in the early 1960s, it's hard to believe. But when you see people sincerely believing that shoplifter's a good guy and that store owner who wants to stop him is the bad guy, that is that Hollywood TV narrative coming back to nail us. It is it is a cancer of crime. It is a virus of violence. It is one of the most harmful narratives any civilization can inflict upon their children, that the criminals are the good guys and the cops are the bad guys. And it was the sick movies and the sick TV shows and throwing the code away and getting worse and worse decade after decade. Until today, we have our most beloved black actor, Denzel Washington, playing a corrupt, evil, violent cop in Training Day. And the harm that's being done is almost impossible to comprehend. And then they create an entire culture who says the cops are evil. All cops are bastards and all cops are bad. And they were taught that from the youngest age. There's a culture that believes that. Then we have the George Floyd riots. Right. And the greatest annual increase in homicides. We have never seen more than a 12% increase in homicides in 2020. We saw a 30% annual increase in homicides. The following year is up another 4%. 2021 is the all-time record number of cops murdered in modern history. But medical technology is holding down the number of dead people. Body armor is holding down the number of dead cops. So we had more dead cops in the 70s by about half. But it doesn't even begin to compare because of medical technology and body armor. We had the most cops murdered in the 1920s during the during the, the prohibition. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even begin to compare with today if we had 1920s technology and 1920s body armor non-existent and 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 training and tactics. We have seen an all-time record number of cops murdered in the line of duty. We have seen an all-time record explosion of violence. We don't even know it. You know, we hear that we hear the stock market every day, but crime rates aren't even on our radar screen, and we need to know it, Jeff. I'll send you the the, the graphics to to put this together for you to understand. It's bad. It's very bad. We are fighting a cancer of crime, a virus of violence of a magnitude unheard of, and the answer is. A, throw money at the problem. That's the American answer. Pay cops mm-hmm. what they deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. And B, enable our citizens to protect their stores and protect their homes, and they will. Uh, Colonel, you, you are spot on on that. And, and if you're serious about it, well, I'm asking. I know you're serious about it. Yes, please send me those graphics. I want to share them on all coming of our here. social media. I'm going to send yes. you something. Story coming across right now from the Police cool. Officers Association in San Francisco. There's a bakery chain out there which just announced That's all I'm saying. they will <laughs> Three, no six. longer serve anyone in their store in uniform or armed. That's uh, police officers, <laughs> military, <laughs> etc. Uh, I mean, it's insanity, right? I mean, can, can you even begin to imagine how, how stupid. Your, where yeah. did it, where did it come from how could they believe that and go back to the movies they watched and the culture yes. that was created in the tv and the video games grand theft auto where the cops are the bad guys and the criminals are the good guys yeah. we, and this is a manifestation of this twisted narrative that the cops are the bad guys and criminals are the good guys this is so harmful and we got to confront it right at the source and say how sick and perverted and twisted it really is Yes, sir. Well, we're going to do that, and and I'm going to ask you a huge favor. I, I I mentioned it. I've got a copy of On Killing, and I can't tell you how many times I've read it. But boy, I need you to sign it. Would you be willing if I send it back? Would you sign it for me? Not only will I sign it, but I will return it with the signed copy of On Combat and our kids' book, the Sheepdog book, and the children's book 
why mommy carries a gun. Go to Amazon or go to my website, uh, grossmanontruth.com. Look at the book, Why Mommy Carries a Gun, and you will love it. I will return your book to you, signed with a copy of On Combat and our two kids' books, uh, Why Mommy Carries a Gun and Sheepdogs, Meet America's Heroes. So you are a true American hero, Jeff, and it's an honor to be on board with you and your great listeners out there. Thank you, sir. I, I hope you'll be willing to come back. I, I, I thoroughly appreciate your time. Put me in, Coach. Thank sure. you, sir. That is Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. He will be back. God bless him. Uh, he is somebody who has been willing to take a stand, not based on political ideology or how the how the uh, the waves are going today or the feelings are that day. He is a brilliant man who's been placed in situations and has had to address every single part of this. I'm going to remind you, uh, formerly served as a professor at West Point. He's a psychologist. He's, he's just a brilliant guy, and I, I am so grateful to have had him with us today, and we will arrange for him to be here again, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. And, yes, I'll get all the links to his website and everything else up as well. It is Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Fifty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday, no doubt about that. And it's sort of a kind of a miserable Monday weather-wise, or at least a moist Monday. A lot of rain that is falling. It's going to be with us uh, right through tomorrow. Thanks again to Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Now, I apologize. The Colonel's phone was breaking up here and there. I know that. Uh, what uh, Jeremy has assured me, he's going to fix some stuff up, take out some of that stuff. So uh, once it's up online at uh, WRBA.com, NewsRadioWRBA.com, it, it'll be fine. Make no mistake about it. And uh, because the, uh, the colonel is, well, he's the colonel, uh, he's going to be back with us. We're going to get him in a regular rotation on this here little program. How cool is that? Uh, he's somebody that has lived every part of this. That's that's the thing that uh, is important to me. So many people want to want to give speeches. So many people want to tell you how to do this or tell you how to do that. And they've never they've never laced up the boots. You know, they've they've never done the job, whatever the job happens to be. And then you have a guy like Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman who has has done it all and is brilliant on top of it college professor in addition to all of his accomplishments as uh, as an army ranger as a reserve police officer he's, he's just a good dude so anyway we'll get that all fixed up i promise you you'll find it at the uh, news radio wrva before not too long uh 5 i've got a special replay uh, mainly because this past friday uh, governor uh, doug wilder called us I was right at the beginning of the show, and a lot of folks reached out to me and said, Hey, hey, I, you know, 3 o'clock, I'm, I'm not in my car. I'm not uh, anywhere I can listen. So I, I, I wanted to hear what the governor said, what happened. And I thought, you know, he had so much to say. Let's just make it easy on anybody. So 535 will actually share that discussion one more time with uh, Governor Doug Wilder. We have a lot, I assure you, that we are going through as we uh, head through the afternoon. Uh, Jen Pisaki is back, and I have a snippet of the smartest man in Washington, D.C., Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, explaining to all of us, and I mean all of us, what a complete, total moron Joe Biden is. Joe Biden was a dope 50 years ago. 
He's still a dope today, but you and I are paying through the nose for his dopiness. We'll deal with that uh, at 4.05. It is 3.57, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Thanks again to Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman for uh, spending a few moments with us. I was uh, mentioning to the Colonel that uh, my copy of On Killing is uh, it's kind of dog-eared. It's kind of worn out. And I was going to send it to him to uh, to sign it. He said he would, which I thought was awfully kind of him. And then uh, I'm looking around in the office here, the studio, the black shack's like, my God, I think I loaned it to somebody. So I think I'm going to, I just buy a new copy and send that off to him. And uh, again, he's willing to sign it. Believe me, I, I want to add it to the collection and we're going to get him into a regular rotation. You know, one of the uh, the comments that came in via text, 833-804-1140, is one that pains me. Jeff, I listened to the lieutenant colonel. As a current law enforcement officer, it pains me to not recommend or recruit anyone to do this job. Uh, agencies, county, town, boards, and supervisors really don't back us. Henrico's Commonwealth's attorney wants to prosecute an officer no matter what they say. Yeah, uh, that's that uh, Shannon Taylor is, is, is hardly a friend of law enforcement. But you take a look around at some of the Commonwealth's attorneys in central Virginia. And you will see that they are sadly more on the side of criminals than they are on the side of cops. And it's not just Henrico's. And, and Henrico's at least is, gosh, I, I mean, I, what do you say? Uh, almost honest about what she's doing, right? I mean, she's really busy running for attorney general. You know that and I know that. And she's uh, she's big-time left-wing Democrat. So... As Henrico has turned from red to purple to, well, downright blue in a lot of places, uh, you get what you get. And she is a, a left-wing Democrat. Okay. But then you look at a couple of other places. You look out uh, in Goochland. You've got a Goochland County Commonwealth's attorney who has has been so antagonistic and, and unprofessional towards members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office. That's what I've heard. And you look at some of the cases that simply were never prosecuted by this current Commonwealth's attorney out in Goochland, you really do have to scratch your head and say, well, what are you doing out there? And just in terms of party, I mean, this is the other thing. He had, if you remember... Caudill out there and say, well, he's a, he's a Republican. And then he did not get the Republican Party endorsement. And uh, he is apparently being backed by Goochland Democrats. And that should cause you some concern. But the biggest concern really ought not be the, the party label out in Goochland. It ought to be what he is or is not doing relative to the sheriff's office. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The Goochland County Sheriff's Office, for my money, one of the finest agencies you will ever, ever encounter. And Steve Creasy is doing a hell of a job out there. And the Goochland County Sheriff's Office, once again, doing exactly the right things, trying to keep people safe. And, you know, there are a lot of new people in Goochland. 
you guys need to be aware of who's on your side and who's not on your side. So if you are, especially if you are new to Goochland, and you're thinking, I, I don't even know, Mike Caudill, Caudill, Keedle, how do you pronounce that? Okay, well, you look him up, you go through the stuff, and then take a look over at John Lumpkins, who is his Republican opponent, and you're going to have to make a decision. Again, I don't live in Goochland, so I'm not voting. I'm just telling you what I see and what I hear. Similar situation down in Chesterfield County. God, what an embarrassment, an absolute total disappointment the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County has turned out to be. Siding with uh, criminals over cops. It's craziness. Now, I know most of the attention had to do with that Pastor Blanchard matter. Guy out of Virginia Beach gets arrested uh, because, according to Chesterfield County Police, he's, he's soliciting sex from an underage girl, or at least he thinks it's an underage girl. And then you remember... Stacy Davenport, I don't know exactly why. Did somebody make a call? Was there some suggestion? Was there this promise? Was there a secret handshake? Who the heck knows? But out of the whole gang arrested for committing these alleged crimes, she says, nah, we're going to let this one go. Why? Well, that's a good question. She, if you recall, first threw members of the Chesterfield County Police Department under the bus. And then what else was there? Oh, there's that little problem with the state bar. Then uh, she said, oh, I can't even uh, discuss this. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And there's a special counsel, special prosecutor appointed who, by the way, points out the Chesterfield County Police did everything right and points at her and says, boy, uh, this, is, this is a shaky situation over there. So down in Chesterfield County, you remember, Chesterfield County Democrats pulled Republican ballots in the primary. Why? Because they knew that they could nominate someone who would absolutely be easy to defeat in the general election. And then that's why uh, Stacey Davenport got the nomination. And then Aaron Barr popped on the scene. Aaron Barr... Again, career prosecutor, son of a state trooper, uh, son, uh, daughter of a state trooper, said, hey, I, I don't like the way this is going. And I've heard from a lot of people, Jeff, you don't understand, Aaron Barra used to be a Democrat. Gang, I am at the point where I'm looking at party affiliation, and, and I know how I, how I go. I, I make no apologies about being a Republican, but in a situation like that Commonwealth's attorney's race, I'm just telling you, you better take a look at everything everything and far be it for me again i don't live in chesterfield county i got lots of friends in chesterfield and i hear from so many law enforcement people down there that that commonwealth's attorney's office has just become uh like a three-ring circus it's embarrassing anyway so there you have it uh such as it is, and if you have not read any of Colonel Grossman's books, you need to. And he mentioned a couple of kids, a uh, couple of kids' books. Why does mommy carry a gun? What a what a great thesis! What a great jumping-off point, huh? Why does mommy carry a gun? I'm going to get a copy of it. He says he's going to send it out, and uh, I'm going to have to uh, get a new copy of On Killing and have him sign that for me. And then, like I said, we're going to work him into a regular presence on the program. That is pretty cool. This week, we've got uh, former Congressman Dave Bratt with us on Thursday. 
always, always look forward to uh, chatting with him. The, uh, the economy is apparently in free fall in a lot of ways. And you and I need to be aware of some of the things in the offing and a little bit closer to home. How do you protect your assets? I mean, honest to God, how do you take what you have and protect it, number one, and then make it grow? You're working on your own. It's a very difficult thing to do. You're working with my friend Carl Carlson over at Carlson Financial. becomes far easier. I've seen it up close and personal. I, I get the statements, right? You know, I put so much money. Here's how much I've earned throughout my lifetime. And here's how much Heidi has learned. And we've put this away for retirement and take care of people and blah, blah, blah. And heck, now what do we do? Carl and Sean and the gang said, uh, well, you kind of leave it to us. They, they make sure I know what's going on, but uh, they also know that I got Julia to take care of. Not to harp on that, but honest to goodness, that, that just that informs and shapes every single moment of every single day. How on earth, how on earth do we take care of Julia when we're gone? Carl Carlson has gotten the duty for that. A little bit later this week, uh, we've got Congressman Bob Good. He'll be here on Friday. Oh, Attorney General Jason Miarens is dropping by tomorrow. All great people. You too. So love to see you here. Remember the uh, text line, 833-804-1140, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Four twenty-two, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. I want you to take a listen to a couple of absolutely absurd things as we head through the show. But first, let me share with you what is, without question, a powerful, cogent, important series of comments from the smartest man in Washington D.C. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas explains to all of us just how stupid. Joe Biden is. Cut number four. We know exactly what's going on here. And to pretend that it's for some other reason. Stop. Do I have, like, stupid written on my back, the back of my shirt? I mean, come on. We know what this is all about. This isn't about what they say it's about. So people should just tell the truth. This is the wrong black guy. He has to be destroyed. Just say it. Then now at least we're honest with each other. He knew he was going into the trial of his life with the Senate, uh, run by the Democrats. The hearing will come to order. We knew it was in the lion's den. Good morning, Judge. Welcome to the blinding lights. Finding out what you mean when you say that you would apply the natural law philosophy to the Constitution is, in my view, the single most important task of this committee. Senator Biden was very focused on natural law. How did that go? Who knows? I I have no idea what he was talking about. I just want to make sure we all know what we're talking about here. That You and I know at least what we're talking about here. There's a fervent and aggressive school of thought that wishes to see natural law further inform the Constitution than it does now. Argued against by the positivist led by Judge Bork. Now, again, that may be lost on all the people. You know and I know what we're talking about. I have to be perfectly honest with you. You sit there and you have no idea 
what they are talking about. All I know is that he was asking me these questions about natural law. Someone may apply it in a way, like Moore, who leads him in a direction that is, quote, liberal. You may apply it in a way that leads you in a direction that's conservative. Or you may, like many argue, not apply it at all. But it is a fundamental question that is going to be almost impossible for non-lawyers to grasp in an exchange. But you know and I know it is a big, big deal. And in conclusion... One of the things you do in hearing is you have to sit there and look attentively at people you know have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Uh, look, gang, if you are looking to uh, compare IQs and mental prowess, uh, I, I would suggest in the Washington, D.C. area, you do not go up against Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, smartest man in D.C. The fact that this uh, academic bottom feeder, this liar, this plagiarer in the Oval Office had the audacity at any time to try and claim to be as smart as Clarence Thomas. Four twenty six. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Four thirty five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Monday afternoon. Yes, I know, I know. There are uh, some, some terrible thunderstorms that are rolling through. Uh, we'll deal with them. They're going to be with us for a while. Oh, and uh, just a, a quick update. couple of folks reaching out to me from Chesterfield County, all telling me the same thing, some variation on you would not believe the way the Commonwealth's attorney right now is acting. It's almost like they're, they're, they're doing an episode of let's make a deal. They don't want to go into court under any circumstances. Wow, that is bizarre. All right. Uh, my friend Carl Carlson from Carlson Financial is the man that I have entrusted, really, uh, with my future, with Heidi's future, with the future of Julia. And uh, if that does not uh, show you clearly enough how much I respect and value him, I just I don't know what can. Uh, but I'm always thrilled that he joins us on Monday afternoons. Carl, thanks for being here, my friend. Great to be here, Jeff. Well, let me ask you a question. That uh, we're we're hearing that allegedly inflation may be you know settling down a little bit, and yet I'm looking at some research here, and uh, most people do not really know what the heck they're going to do in retirement, right? I mean, they're hearing that inflation's down, everything will be fine. People are off base, are they not? Yeah, I think so. They need to get busy figuring it out and uh you know we had that nine ten percent inflation through and we had a lot of years before that with very low inflation right and then of course just shortly after uh the biden administration came in we started hitting some really high inflation hitting some record numbers that hadn't been that high in 40 years and uh, but now it's kind of come back down a little bit so maybe and because of inflation a lot of stocks might have gone up a little more if you owned real estate it might have gone up a little more than normal 
and people might be getting a little too relaxed and, you know, all this looks good, inflation's going down, but I'm not sure we're through with inflation yet, and I think everyone needs to have a written plan for the future that shows what happens if. What if inflation is 3% instead of the long-term average of 2.42%? What if it's 5%? What is going to happen to me, and how do I deal with that? So I think there's uh, and what if what if Social Security's not what it's promised to be? They're already telling us they're not going to be able to pay but seventy percent of it come two thousand thirty, early thirties. Wow! So then you got to take more out of your investment portfolio to subsidize maybe what Social Security's not going to pay, and if you're not preparing for it now, it may hit you to a point where you're just not ready for it, and now you're cutting expenses, you're cutting mm-hmm. your standard of living, mm-hmm. all that stuff that's not fun to do. Oh, my gosh. Carl Carlson is joining us from Carlson Financial. Carl, earlier this week, I came across an article, and I took a couple of notes, and I want to share them with you, because these, I think, really tie into exactly what you're talking about. They use the phrase uh, wealth illusion they and their numbers here 28 percent of all u.s households have what they call an overly rosy view even though they shouldn't have that rosy view 32 percent of high income households quote are not worried enough and this wealth illusion comes especially for affluent households because the stock market and the housing markets have been booming but people According to this, they don't really know what's going on. Yeah, they're getting a little too complacent. And I think uh, that keeps you from being sharp and uh, really planning. So here's a good example. I'll give you a good example, Jeff. Are you ready for a good example? I am ready for a good example, sir. All right. So you have... uh, you have these indexes that we all track for the stock market. You have the Dow Jones. Right. The Dow Jones is made up of about 30 different companies, big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you have the S&P 500. Right. The, that's the one everybody looks at as that's the general stock market, whatever the S&P 500 is doing. And the S&P 500 is made up of how many companies? Uh, many, many, many. 500. That's exactly <laughs> right, Carl. That's exactly correct. Yes, yes, you are I was correct, taking sir. a guess. I just okay. wanted to make sure you confirmed it. And then the uh, NASDAQ, that's the third one. Probably a little more techie companies, a lot more companies. It's made up of about 3,300 companies. Mm-hmm. So we track all these. Now, If you have been invested, you can buy a fund that just owns those 30 companies that are in the Dow. And it just, uh, you're just going to get the growth that those 30 companies get. Over the last five years, they're up total 45%. Wow. Okay. Doesn't sound too bad. If, uh, if I have a half a million dollars in that, if I'm up 50%, I made 250000 over five years. That's not terrible. Okay. That's yeah. not terrible. Yeah. 
But then if you said, hmm, let's, uh, instead of the Dow, let's look at the S&P 500. Okay. You could also own that, an index that just owns all those 500 companies. Okay. And that one is up 65%, 20% more. Okay. Over five years. So if you had 500,000, now you have an extra 100,000 in five years. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Now, oh, well, wait a minute. I could own something more on the NASDAQ. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I could own just the top 100 companies of the NASDAQ. There's a fund for that. It's called the QQQ. So that one, though, over the last five years is up 105%. Wow. So if we were in the Dow, we had 45%. If we were in the QQQ, we're up 105%. 60% more if you had $500,000. Eh, that's an extra three hundred grand in five years. Uh-huh. This is what I'm talking about, yeah. about being sharp yes. and planning and yes. watching and knowing and understanding and tracking. Yeah. Now, if, now, in the Dow, there is a company called Apple. Mm-hmm. In I've the S&P 500, there is a company called Apple. In the NASDAQ, there is a company called Apple. It's in all three of those. Oh, but what wow. if you just owned Apple stock only? Right. Apple is up over the last five years 245%. Oh, so if I would own the Dow, I'm up 45%. If I just owned Apple stock the last five years, I'm up 245%. That's 200% more on my $500,000 over five years. That's an extra million. Wow. Okay. I'll take that one, Carl. That's the one I'd like. You'll take that one? That's the one. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly the one that I want. Apple stock. Yeah. And Microsoft is up 211% oh, over the last five years. And those aren't those are not highly risky. They're probably not going broke tomorrow. That's right. So That's right. getting selective with your investments, figuring out how to invest correctly mm-hmm. and very judiciously. Get yeah. it right. Because it can make massive differences over ten years yeah. or fifteen years. We were just talking about five years. That's right. That's exactly right. So that's one of the uh, epic five eyes. Yep. There's five key things we all need to be looking at when we're doing all this planning, getting focused, getting this stuff right. Our income, we just talked about number two, our investments. Mm -hmm. Get it right. Yes. And then number three is insurance. Number four is income taxes. Let's try to control those, minimize those. Then we got more income, and then you have your inheritance or estate planning. So. Wow. Get it all working together. It's like an more like an eight-cylinder engine. It's running on all eight cylinders. So uh, a lot of people might just out of those five eyes, they got one working good, but it's working against the other one. That's right. So you got to get them all working together, and then you'll be able to fight yeah. all this inflation, increases yep. in yep. taxes, yep. what might happen yep. to Social Security, mm-hmm. all, and don't just become complacent. Exactly. With uh, the what you wealth delusion, what'd you say? Uh, the wealth illusion. 
Illusion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the illusion of wealth. Yeah, because you're looking at just a couple of things, and they're up, and you think you're good, and then here you are talking about... I mean, in many ways, it's it's almost like a, a, a sin of commission as opposed to a sin of omission. You, you're you up, and it's good, and it's great, but man, you, you didn't get the apple, which is up 245%, and heck, you'd be putting your family in a much better position if you got a million and a half dollars you're going to uh, be able to uh, pass along. And this is all the sort of stuff, Carl, that you and the, the members of Carlson Financial handle every day. You know, I when I meet as an example with Sean, and he's got this this spreadsheet like covers the entire wall and, and every single thing he's analyzing. And you know, this could be up a tenth, and this is up over there. And it's like, you know what? You're far smarter than I am. You know what I'm working with. You know what I'm trying to do and why I'm trying to do it. And he says, "Yeah, I mean, we're all working for the uh, for the same goals here. It's just all sorts of stuff that that you do at the office, but also good invitation, I think, to a lot of what you do happens at your big uh, dinner events. And you got two coming up in September. I don't want to shock you, but you do. Uh, Tuesday, September the nineteenth, and Wednesday, September the twentieth, Hondo's Steakhouse. It's a free dinner, and it's a great opportunity to learn more and, and frankly, take the right steps." Thank you for remembering that because my head was in Apple or NVIDIA or AMD or Tesla. All right. Somebody's got to keep you tethered, my friend. So uh, the, I'm going to give the uh, this one, though. This should be an underhanded pitch for you. The best way for people to sign up for the dinners, Carl? Call us at 844-CARLSON or go to carlsonfinancial.com. Excellent. Excellent. Out of the park. You, yeah. Oh, Grand Slam, brother. All right, Carl, I always appreciate you being here, my friend. That is Carl Carlson, Carlson Financial. I've said it before. I will say it again. They are my uh, financial advisor. I say they because there's a whole team over there, and they do great work, and they know what they're dealing with in terms of the Katz family. Uh, it's not just me thinking, oh, someday I'd like to travel around the world and collect tulips, or I'm going to sit on a beach and pick lint out of my belly button. Uh, no, this is this is about taking care of Julia long term. So if I'm trusting them with her future, believe me, they're good people. 844-CARLSON. 446, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Just another manic Fifty-three, Jeff Gads, News Radio WRBA. It is a manic Monday, no doubt about that. Thanks again to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, Carl Carlson, who joined us uh, a couple of moments ago. Great, great guys. Uh, love having uh, Carl in a regular rotation, and we're going to set up Colonel Grossman as agreed. He'll he'll be popping back on, which I just love. Five thirty-five today. We're going to visit with Governor Doug Wilder on Friday. Right at the beginning of the show. I mean, right out of the gate, and we try not to do that, but the only time that would work, Fred, Governor Wilder was here and really exposing some of the latest insane shenanigans going on at VCU. And a lot of people reached out to me, Jeff, I wasn't there, I missed it, and uh, what what am I going to do? So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are going to replay that segment at 5.35, our conversation with uh, Governor Doug Wilder, from uh, Friday, all right? So please make sure that you will take a moment out of your day and take a listen to that. Uh, Getting all sorts of information on Facebook about uh, smokers. 
I don't mean sitting around smoking cigars. Although I was, you know, I was in attendance at a few smokers back with Ar- when Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California, and I was working in San Francisco. I used to go up to uh, the state capitol all the time for his uh, smoking events. No, I mean smokers for meat. If you've got some suggestions, can you shoot me an email? Jeff at the Jeff dot com. Jeff at the Jeff dot com. Is it Traeger? Is it Rectech? Is it something else? Is it uh, wood? Is it pellet? Jeff at thejeffcatshow.com. Seriously, I'm in the market for this because September the 9th is my birthday, and I think I'm going to buy me something that I actually want. 456, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Uh, ABC News, of course, continues with their why there's nothing to see here nonsense. I'll tell you what, former prosecutor general in Ukraine, who was forced out of office, he says, as a result of Joe Biden, speaking out publicly, letting everybody know what he saw. He was busy investigating Burisma. And he says that both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were were on the illicit payroll. And he wants to speak in front of Congress. So now we'll see whether the members of Congress who are overseeing this investigation, the House Oversight Committee, will get him there under oath to testify about this. You'll remember that Joe Biden bragged about having this guy fired. Bragged about it. So this all ties in quite closely, not with some bizarre conspiracy theory, but frankly with Joe Biden's own comments. Joe Biden told us he had this guy fired, didn't like what he was doing. And now this former prosecutor general speaking out and saying, let me explain to you what I was doing and why the members of La Josa Nostra, not happy with what I was doing. We'll talk more about that as it all unfolds. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we're going to uh, revisit our chat with Governor Doug Wilder from Friday afternoon. I, I, I love the Gov. What can I tell you? I just think the world of the man, uh, a true, true patriot, a true son of Virginia, one of the, one of the best people that I've ever had the occasion to meet. Simple as that. And um, there were a lot of people, because we chatted with him very early on Friday, missed it. So we will replay that at 535. So down in Florida, in Jacksonville, there was a shooting and a killing. A couple of killings, right? Two people dead. Dollar General store. Information we have would indicate that this alleged killer had a pure, stone-cold, bigoted, racist agenda. All right, well, by all accounts, everything I've read, he's he's an absolute uh, bottom-feeding pig. What disturbs me, though, is as I watch or listen to certain reports, how these folks are so desperate. Now, again, they're, they're members of the legacy news media, so you understand they've got an agenda, and they continually advance that agenda. But they are so hell-bent for leather 
to destroy anybody who's a conservative, anybody who's a Republican. CNN pounces on Governor Ron DeSantis. Somehow this is his fault. I want you to take a listen to cut number one. What are your thoughts today, especially after hearing even more details about how the suspect targeted black people, left behind evidence that he hated them, and even with swastikas on his guns? You know, today brings feelings of deep sorrow and grief, but it also brings a lot of questions. The governor who has waged war on black America, we must ask, how many lives must be lost at the hands of white supremacy before you choose to put people over your political agenda? To the federal lawmakers who refuse to act, how many lives must be claimed at the hands of in action before you pick up the pen and do your job. What kind of world are we creating for our children? You know, there is an HBCU nearby um, where young people are now feeling traumatized and struggling to go back to school because they are in an area where they see themselves being the targets. The young people I serve are tired. They're tired of living in fear. They're tired of witnessing violence. But most of all, they're tired of their so-called leaders who refuse to protect them. I mean, this was pure terrorism. You know, wearing tactical gear, firing at the car parked outside the general store with a 52-year-old female uh, victim inside, shooting dead a 19-year-old young man. Uh, police say even chasing down a woman in the store who was hit but not killed. But she will forever be traumatized, just as the students of EWU will be. But thankfully, the security stopped him there. What have you heard uh, about what this has done to the community there, and especially uh, the young people attending that HBCU of EWU? This was happening as they were moving in for the semester. Okay. Well, is anybody going to stand up and defend the shooter? Of course not. And why would you? This is a despicable excuse for a human being. There's nobody in favor of any of this nonsense. Everybody is appalled and disgusted by it. And I got news for you. If you're not appalled and disgusted by it, then you are a terrible human being. But exactly how on earth do you turn that into an attack on Ron DeSantis. My good Lord, it just doesn't make any sense. Something else that doesn't make any sense. Dana Bash over on CNN. Uh, Again, an attack. This time it's uh, directed towards uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Cut number two. You, you, you took it to, uh, to an, another level on Friday. In addition to the comment we played, you took issue with comments from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. She reportedly said, quote, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown, vo- a brown voice. About that, you said, these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. You know, I'm sure, the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black people. How in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? What I said is the Grand Wizards of the KKK would be proud of what they would hear her say because there's nothing more racist than saying that your skin color predicts something no, about the you content didn't, you of didn't your just say that You didn't just say ideas. they would be proud. You said these are the words of the modern Grand Wizards of the modern KKK. It is the same spirit. You're right about that, Dana. I think it is the same spirit to say 
say that I can look at you and based on just your skin color, that I know something about the content of your character, that I know something about the content of the viewpoints you're allowed to express. For Ayanna Presley to tell okay, me that's... that because of my skin color, I can't express my views, that is wrong. It is divisive. That is, it is a, driving hate that is in this a debate. country. This is dividing okay, that our is country a debate. to a breaking point. That is and a debate that is... You know, what's always amazing to me, there are a handful of the the self-proclaimed real reporters and serious journalists who have no interest in actually doing what that job is all about. What they're continually trying to do, of course, is advance an agenda, but it, it would seem as if they, they really believe they're running for office. So my suggestion would be, why don't you run for office? Or at least be honest about what it is that you're doing and say, well, uh, I don't belong in a newsroom. I belong over on the editorial side. No shame in that. Much better compensation. uh, Honesty. That's the thing that's missing so many times. And Dana Bash is an example of that. She had no interest in what he was going to say. She didn't care what his answers were. She wasn't really even asking a question. She wanted to make a speech. And, and my suggestion to her would be, well, go ahead and make that speech. But to make that speech, you have to own up to the fact that you're not really a reporter. You're, you're an advocate. You're an activist. And I guess you want to hold elected office. That's fine with me. I don't, but you do. Go for it. Seriously, go for it. But you got to be honest, or I think you should be honest anyway. 513, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Oh, come on. Everybody knows Price is Right. That was one of those shows as a kid. If you were homesick, I could almost guarantee that would be on. To watch that and uh, Days of Our Lives. No, Days of Our Lives was my story because it was my mom's story. And on those days that I was homesick, uh, you know, we'd do the uh, the prices right. We'd do Days of Our Lives. Uh, Bob Barker passed away over the weekend, ninety nine years old. And uh, look, it's a good run. Let's not kid ourselves. Ninety nine, Kinahara. That is a that's a good number to get to. But uh, it's not going to be the same. I just, I always thought he was a very, very talented entertainer. Interesting to, uh, to read some of the tributes. And there were tributes from, from all directions, including Adam Sandler. And you remember the very, very interesting uh, dynamic that existed with them and some of the things that they did. But uh, anyway, Bob Barker, 99, passing away this weekend. So, um. Just, uh, just something to think about. You know, you get to an age. We all get to the age, I hope, where you start saying, ooh, I used to watch that guy. In fact, uh, Saturday night, we had some company over. And uh, just friends, good friends. And uh, we're just sort of hanging around. And, and one of the, uh, the gentlemen that was here, especially, big-time wrestling fan. And so we always start our conversations with uh, old-time stuff, and he grew up in this area, so it was all NWA. Of course, I grew up uh, in Philadelphia, so it was WWWF. But we were talking about some of the, the folks we used to watch. And go, oh, man, yeah, we lost him, we lost him. So it's, uh, it, it can be tough, it can be, but it's, it, it's a reminder 
I mean, it's a real reminder, is it not? We're we're all on borrowed time, kids. It's just as simple as that. You gotta you gotta make the most of what you have. And, and I would say, I don't want to get too preachy, but I will uh, use use that time, use that talent, and uh, help a couple of folks. A lot of people, I guarantee you, they could use some some help, some expertise, some advice, whatever it is. Can't always be just about. Uh, the dollars and cents either because some of the most important work you're going to do some of the most valuable work you're ever going to do you're not going to be quote compensated for at least not with a check or venmo or paypal but believe me when i tell you you are you're going to be paid like nobody's business oh i got a goofy request but i got to make because it's my show and i'm allowed to do that so coming up is my birthday september the 9th and uh heidi's gotten to a point where it's like look you don't want me buying your gift you figure out what your gift should be then sign my name to the card well i'm thinking i want to do smokers i want to do a smoker for meat like brisket and i i used to have an old one man it was it was like a it was like an oil drum but i'm looking for the the real the modern ones don't want to spend huge bucks hit me up would you send me a text 833-804-1140 tell me what you would recommend for a smoker for me 833-804-1140. Heck, I might even sign your name to the birthday card. 833-804-1140. Let me know what kind of a smoker you think uh, I should get myself for my birthday. Coming up at 535, special replay of Governor Doug Wilder from Friday. 527, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. say it but the the disaster that seems to unfold on a regular basis at bcu is governor doug wilder and i am always always honored and thrilled to welcome him to the program mr governor good friday afternoon to you and jeff thank you and good friday afternoon to you and commendations to the lady to getting this excellent award that's that's very good always good to be with you Yes, sir. The uh, the pleasure, I assure you, is always mine. So I, I came across a, a little bit of writing that uh, had the byline of Doug Wilder, and once again talking about some of uh, would shenanigans be the appropriate term for what the heck's going on in the VC president's office? That's a very kind word <laughs> to use, and for for the for the nonce, we will take it. But I'm glad to be back. Uh, with you today to talk about something that we've talked about before. And um, I tell you, Jeff, I I hate to say it quite like this, but it's absolutely unbelievable that anything like this would happen. And we know about it. Mm -hmm. And no one does anything about it. Hundreds, tens of millions of dollars, over a hundred million dollars wasted. And no real explanation. Now, $100 million, we are getting into real money at that point, right? This is not a rounding error somewhere. This is real money, and we as taxpayers are on the hook for it, are we not? Yes, we're on the hook for it. They'll tell you other things. But in the meantime, they're asking for another $450 million to let the same group... And these same people enter into a contract. Now, they hired, they retained someone to investigate or to have observations as to 
what really went on. Mm-hmm. And their own people came back and said it was wrong to begin with. They had insufficient financial expertise. The general counsel, their lawyer, left. None of this was under the supervision of the attorney general. The governor, I would hope, would have to have had hey, something to say about this. He is the chief executive officer of the state. And you're having right under your nose a $100 million thrown away. And these same people are asking you to approve another $450 million and you have nothing to say. And as you point out, there are a few voices that speak. But I've been very, very fortunate to have the help and the opportunities to see what's right, demand what's right, criticize what's wrong for the people. And that means all of the people. Absolutely. I want to remind everybody, former Governor Doug Wilder is joining us, and it is always a uh, an honor to have him on the program. Now, there are going to be some folks, Governor, let's be honest, we're hearing about this. And, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. What, what, what is Governor Wilder talking about here? Do you mind, because you can explain it so much better than I can, can you just sort of lay it out and just for those of us that know about it, remind us, and those that haven't heard about it, let them know exactly why you were so upset. That, that is very, very good. Timely, Jeff, and I'm glad you did that. This is an extension of the failed Navy Hill project. The same developer, the same mayor, the same players, according to emails obtained by Freedom of Freedom of Information, we've had the governor's representative, we've had the, the development VP, stated that they needed to do this for Stoney, uh, the mayor. They entered into a contract to build this office building on Clay Street, combining health services and office space for rental. As a result, the contract was never fulfilled because of factors, increased costs, etc. So they said, well, okay, we're not going to do it. So he said, well, the developer says, if you don't do it, I'm going to file a lawsuit. They said, oh, please, don't file a lawsuit. So rather than for you to file the lawsuit, we're going to voluntarily give you seven to three million dollars and maybe eight million dollars more and in the meantime the mayor takes the clay street property back and he's the we on the hook with them for 21 million dollars wow all of this and what did the taxpayers get what did vcu get absolutely nothing wow so I, I listen. I no offense, but if I could figure out a way to get seventy-three million dollars, Governor Wilder, for not doing a daggone thing, you know that's uh, that's an interesting. I way will to... take far less. Yeah. I will take far less and be happy. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> well, listen. listen we got a wait a minute. We've got an op-ed now. Yes, op-ed was written by the rector of VCU and the vice rector just this week. Mm-hmm. All praising everything that went on, and this is fine. And, and, but when he wrote this letter, he never consulted with the board of visitors. He never consulted with his fellow cohorts on the hospital board. And this is from the rector of the university, which there's no shared governance there. So we got a mess. 
we've a got big a mess. mess. Yeah, we've got a big mess. So I, I guess the big question, you, you obviously were governor. You were in charge. Right. You reminded us every every college uh, in the state system ultimately answers to the governor. Are you telling us then that this really falls at the feet of Governor Yunkin and it is up to him to get to the bottom of this? I'm telling you, as I told him personally, wow. about this matter. And I, I, I could not believe that the governor doesn't know what's right and doesn't know what to do. But I would say this. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done it up to this point, there's a reason. And if you're not going to do anything uh, from this point, yes. there's a reason. But in either event, let the people know we've come, we've got this. November election coming up, and everyone is talking about presidential next year. Yep, yep. Why are we electing people if they're not going to govern? And if they do govern, right. who are they governing for? I would say, as I keep saying to people all around, mm-hmm. I know the people of Virginia. Yes, we're do. not a blue state. We're not a purple state. We are a people state. That's right. And that's, that's what right. I hope all of us understand, particularly those who have voices of leadership. So, Governor, you said there there has to be a reason, and you are far smarter than I am, my friend. So, t- what could the reason be for Governor Yunkin saying, mm, I'm going to let this one slide? I have absolutely no idea. Tomorrow, 304. And I'm not prejudging whatever the governor may or may not do. It's tomorrow, 305. And as you point out, you're not going to get anything from the mayor. You're not going to get anything from the people at VCU. We have not been able to have heard uh, from the attorney general's office because they have uh, taken many of those decisions to be made uh, at the health of the public because they hired their own lawyer. But their own lawyer quit. He was so dissatisfied, obviously. Yes. With what took place. The chief administrative officer quit. And he said it was a bad deal. They forced him to sign it. Wow. Now, all of these have, things have gone on, and these have been observed and reported to the people by the consulting group that they hired. Right. Even their group came back and said, in essence, the people Use need radio. to have somebody to represent them, to speak for them. And I don't know of anyone that are able to sort of do. I, I would say this. I'm not asking the governor to do this. Okay. And I want to make that publicly clear. Okay. I, I'm saying that if the governor does not do this, there's a, he has a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And all he needs to do is to make that reason known. Okay. Well, you know, I think that that's that's a very, very fair uh, assessment of this. And so, you know, uh, Governor Yunkin, I know, is a listener to the program. His staff members are certainly uh, listeners to the program. And so there it is. I mean, Governor Doug Wilder says we're all entitled to know $73 million plus this deal plus that deal. Uh, VCU gets nothing except, well, they get nothing. I mean, I, there's not even an accept in that, right? There's no, there's nothing there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they I mean, got something. They well, got a $73 million bill. <laughs> I was hoping for a sandwich, cup of coffee, good firm hurt handshake, you know, something I could uh, count on. But no, $73 million bill 
is outrageous. So I tell you what I'm going to do, Governor Wilder. I mean, I, you said you've, you've said this to Governor Yunkin. We're saying it publicly. We're simply asking if there is a reason that people are not following up on this, then then we we should know about it. It's it's pretty simple. There's no there's no animosity here. It's just a, a request yeah. for an explanation. Yeah. And this issue is on the ballot. Yes. As you know what I mean by that. Yes. People is. are not stupid. People That's are right. not fools. And they, they listen to your show. I've had people tell me, we stopped their car. We stopped the truck. We listen to Jeff Tess <laughs> when, when he's on. So always good to be with you, Jeff. And uh, let, let's hope that people get what they deserve. Absolutely, sir. I'll bad, tell you what. Bad treatment. Will- Yes, sir. We'll get you back if if we get an answer. I mean, we'll get you back anyway, obviously. You're always so gracious sure. in that regard. Sure. Have a blessed weekend, my friend. We'll talk soon. Thank I you. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. I'm, I hope we will. God bless you. Take God care. God bless you. That is uh, former Virginia Governor Doug Wilder. Simple as this, my friends. There's nobody better, in my opinion, than Doug Wilder. I mean, it's kind of weird. This is one of those weeks. I'm getting notes from friends of mine who are uh, very active Republicans saying, oh, wait a minute, you said nice things about Bobby Kennedy Jr., who's a Democrat, and, and, and today you're talking about Doug Wilder, who's a Democrat. I, honest to goodness, I just got a note, and I'm thinking, yeah, but we're talking about ideas. And every once in a while, you will find that somebody whose party affiliation is not shared with you may very well have something to say that you ought to listen to. That's all I'm saying. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five fifty-two. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is. Monday, and it is almost 6 o'clock. A lot of folks getting in on the uh, the question I asked. I know it has nothing to do with uh, political things, and that's okay. I don't think very many of us actually spend all of our time focused politically. We all have lives to live, do we not? But uh, my birthday's coming up, September the 9th, a week from Saturday. And uh, I figured this out. Heidi sort of figured it out a couple of years ago. I said, look, get yourself what you want. And they just signed my name to the car. So, because I used to, she used to get great stuff, and she really tried hard, and it was really great, and I just didn't want it. Or, or I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, but I'm just telling you the truth. So it's, I don't know, a year ago, thereabouts, two years ago, whatever it was, I said, you know, I really want these boots from Tacovas. Oh, my God, again, your cowboy boots, you're not a cowboy. I, I know, but, you know, or my friend Glenn's been telling me about them for years, Glenn Beck. That's all he, he wears. Yes, but you, you you do know Glenn has a ranch, right? You got a yard? I know, I know, but I still want the boots. All right, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you buy yourself the boots you want, and then uh, I'll give them to you for your birthday. And I thought, well, here is a win-win, right? So that's exactly what I did. And they were great boots, by the way. They are great boots. I still wear them. Uh, then I said, well, what about for Hanukkah and Christmas? And it's like, yeah, go find something you like, and I'll sign the, sign the card. So... I'm thinking that for my birthday, a week from Saturday, I would like to get a smoker of some sort. You know, I I love brisket, and I I think that uh, the brisket at Jake's Place is absolutely phenomenal, and I get it probably a couple of times a week. Uh, My friends at Mission Barbecue, Craig Briggs and the team, they do a beautiful brisket as well. But I'm thinking I... I, if I can't get out or I just want to, you know, have an activity during the weekend, people always say, well, what would you do over the weekend? I'm thinking, oh, man, i got to have a list here. i got a three-by-five card, write stuff down, put it in my phone. I thought, no, I just I want to I want to do the smoker thing. And people I know talk, again, Glenn's talked about rec tech, but what are they, like, like 
$80,000 or something. Traeger I've heard about, but they're like six, seven, eight hundred bucks. I want something just to start with. You know what I mean? Just a, 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 an entry-level smoker. And I don't know what that's going to be. Do I Do I really want charcoal? I'm thinking I want electric is the easiest way to go. And I do want easy at this point. So, again, I'm just asking a favor. Uh, you can shoot me a note via text, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Or you can email me if you want, jeff at thejeffcatshow.com, jeff at thejeffcatshow.com. Uh, number of suggestions here. Jeff, I've heard the green egg is a great smoker. All right. Uh, Camp Chef. It's an awesome pellet grill. Uh, after lots of research, Jeff, I got a pit boss. It works great. Uh, Jeff, depends on how much you want to put into smoking. Ooh, all right. Well, yeah. He said uh, get an offset smoker, give you the best flavor, but you have to really tend the fire. Definitely get the pellet smoker it's just super easy to use best entry-level smoker somebody else said pit boss so do me a favor shoot me a text 833-804-1140 or send me an email jeff at thejeffcatshow.com with some of your suggestions coming up tomorrow amongst other things our good friend attorney general jason miaris will be here we'll talk about uh, whether these school divisions are violating the law by not following state rules on these transgender students have a fantastic evening beware of the weather god willing you and i get the chance to do this all again tomorrow starting at three jeff katz news radio wrv adios and Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.